tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, AfterBuzz Blind Spot fans, and welcome to another episode of the AfterBuzz TV Blind Spot After Show. Today we are talking about episode five, Split the Law, which is evidently anagrammed to Will the Past. Mm. And with me, I have the wonderful Stephanie Garrett. Hey guys, what's going on? What's your Twitter? Oh, Twitter. <laughs> I always forget that. Uh, at Stephanie G3360 on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, Stephanie Garrett3360 on YouTube. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaje. That's K I A X E T. We should have the live chat coming up here fairly soon. Mm-hmm. And we also are checking our hashtag, which is ABTV Blind Spot. And it looks like we've got a few things in there already. You guys have. Gotten some pretty good conversation in there. So let's get this going. What did you think about this episode? I thought it was really good. Like no, it was right? like a level ten, like you said, from like seven to ten. It was great. Yeah, if if last week's episode was a seven, this mm-hmm. was like a ten and a half. This oh, yeah. was super good, very intense, very good on the procedural and character development side, yeah. very well intertwined for the both of them. Mm-hmm. And just really good beats it kept you guessing yeah yeah i like the storyline too storylines getting real good oh my god yes the overarching plot is wild Mm -hmm. i love it yeah so well what do you want to start (sighs) well let's start with our procedural side okay that's that's usually start with the very beginning it's a very good place to start etc etc we have a guy in a taxi getting gassed, which, that's a really good way to start an episode, you guys. And we wonder why people are uh, paranoid about traveling alone in large cities. Yeah, they're like, don't want to get in the cab. That was like a horror movie waiting to happen. Don't worry, this isn't the part that hurts. Oh, Jesus. Doors lock. Smith comes in, and you're like, okay, here we go. So that's that's how we begin, because why the heck not? Yeah. And it turns out that this man's name is Dodie, and he is being kidnapped by the CIA. Uh-huh. Because this, this show is really good at government conspiracy. Yes, and I love it. terrifying you because of it. <laughs> I love it, yes. And we turn to a hostage situation at the NWA building, and this is what looks like. Mm-hmm. This is what our... Um, procedural side looks like it's going to be it looks like it's going to be a robbery a hostage situation something Mm -hmm. and we have two gunmen demanding their demanding their pensions back demanding to see the head of the nwa and demanding no jail time Mm -hmm. and these are the no jail time bit especially is a tough demand to do because Mm -hmm. okay you take them in you can't serve justice you can't how, how does this work right and then getting the head of the NWA in is a time grab. Right. So they're threatening to shoot the hostages. They're threatening to this, that, and the other. Yeah. And Kurt goes in to ask them for more time, and they give it to him. And the first thing he says is, that's too easy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. One of the other gunmen has brought some hostages to the back because they were making trouble. He brings them back out the back way, and then they start killing the other hostages. So obviously this is not a straight-up hostage situation. It's a smokescreen for something. Right. Turns out there's a CIA black site in the basement. As there should be. As there really <laughs> shouldn't be. I would say as there should be. I mean, why not? As you do. As yeah. you do. <laughs> right. And the evidently a CIA black site is a CIA secret prison, and they have them all over the world, and mm-hmm. that's where they take people and do things that U.S. law doesn't allow them to do on American soil, like torture them and detain them and right. interrogations and, you know, fun stuff. So mm-hmm. them having one on U.S. soil is the biggest of no-nos. Right. And the fact that it was actually found by people outside of the CIA. Yeah, because we were led to the address for the NWA to begin with because there was a tattoo on Jane's thigh that mm. kind of a numerical anagram for whatever that was worth that wound up being the address that the computer program decoded just in time to send them there while the sausage situation was going on. We talked about this a little bit over yeah. the commercial break. That's way too convenient. Yeah, you were saying that, and I'm starting to think you're right. Yes, he's uh, just... So- yeah. And at one point, Jane herself kind of goes, this, this is, why did, why do these keep coming up? It's mm-hmm. always a site for something like this. What mm-hmm. is going on? I'm right. like, thank you. Thank you for pointing out that it's super convenient. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to think that I, I kind of want to call a person who's in charge of this Xanatos because we talked about the Xanatos yeah. gambit and it's mm-hmm. looking more and more like that's what this is. Yeah. And I'm starting to think that someone on the team or in the FBI who has access to this program is working for Xanatos or possibly is Mm, mm -hmm. because it's just way too convenient that these tattoos are being decoded right before something happens or right as something is happening. Yeah. I know it's a TV show, but for a TV show that's put in its research and that is really good at trying to keep things as realistic as it can within the premise, Mm -hmm. that is super convenient. Yeah, and as Jane said, everything le- seems to be leading to some sort of government conspiracy, some sort of government issue, some so, you know. Everything leads to government corruption, corruption everything yeah. that's been pointed out. Yeah. And that's why we have the really interesting bit with uh, Mayfair, and we learned that Tom's last name is Carter. Of course, yeah. We also learned that we'd like to pitch him off the nearest cliff. Yes, just boop, there you go. Bye, no, Tom. I'd like to <laughs> hit him in the face with a two-by-four. This, right. this man... This is the sort of man you would never want to meet in real life. And unfortunately, yeah. he's the sort of man that definitely exists in real life. Sadly, yes. I think I've worked for him a couple of times. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. And just saying like, oh, hi, honey, how are you? And calling Jane the team mascot. Like, <sighs> she's yeah. a human being. Yeah. I think I kind of think they he would like to get his hands on her so he can torture her, I think. Well, and it's a really good way of establishing that he's a person that you don't want to talk to and don't want to be around mm-hmm. without having him be overtly evil. Yeah. He just kind of goes around treating people like they're beneath him or like they're trash. And you really don't like a guy like that. And no. that's the point. Right. Yes, I agree. So the writers have done a very, very good job of establishing that. And the acting is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Because I like to think he's not like that in real life. Yeah, he's probably a really nice guy. But he's a great, that's a great, he's a great actor, though, for that, for that role. He's perfect for that role, too. But yeah, my God, that skin crawlingly awful. Yeah. Very good villain mm-hmm. such as it is and if, he has a dark coat villain. on and he comes in with his little swagger and his smirk on his face perfect 
And you want to hit him. Yeah, with you do. something, with anything, just like... like uh, with a shovel, like Jane hit the guy in the cemetery with a shovel. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. That The fight choreography for the cemetery scene, having having a multi-level set, just, mm-hmm. oh, I was watching that going, who choreographed this? Mm-hmm. And can I send them a basket of cookies? <laughs> yeah. Because, yes, whoever did that, thank your fight choreographer, you guys. They're amazing human beings. Yeah. But, so, yeah, so it turns out that Dodie was with a terrorist cell called the Dabrezon. Dabrezon? Dabrezon. Something like that. Little French. Yeah, I was going to say, was, and you know what my sure. comment was? This reads a little Homeland. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't show watch I'm on Homeland, Sundays, but I'm just saying. So. <laughs> I'm just saying, I do, but you know what I'm saying. It, it has just elements, you know, all the all those shows sort of kind of have the same sort of elements, you know, government conspiracy, the bad guy in the black coat. Oh, yeah. The bad guy from over yonder somewhere, yeah. The people who's supposed to be on your side. Somebody's always trying aren't. to, yeah, there's somebody's trying to blow something up. There's yeah. a, we've had that a couple times on this show. Mm-hmm. People trying to blow things up, starting with the Statue of Liberty. Because yes. hey, if you're going to start, why not start big? Yes, that's right. And in this instance, we have Dodie, who is with this terrorist cell mm-hmm. after the CIA essentially just dropped him. Yeah, they used him as an informant, and then when the terrorists found out, they essentially went, "Sorry, buddy, you're on your own." Yeah, Oops. you know, I was going to say that was a great, a great switcheroo in the in the basement thing there with they bring the one oh my god yeah crew out and put the other crew in and nobody uh, Jane kind of put it together at the, she was sitting the computers and then Zapata's like I guess you don't need help but uh, Jane's like I got this and evidently she has computer skills yeah she that's just yeah she figured that out on her own which is good for her but yeah that was I like the switcheroo thing that was really cool but yeah it was Dodie that was being held in mm-hmm. the black site so they brought these three hostages down took out the CIA agents holding him yeah. uh switched clothes and left one of the hostages there and shot him in the face so you couldn't identify him like a shotgun to the face there's yeah. not a lot left you guys right no, yeah they did that for obviously clearly a purpose so yeah. they can't identify him to disguise it but it's Jane looking at the security footage and realizing oh they switched one of the people with Dodie he got out right the hostages that were the troublemakers that got taken to the back were actually with the terrorist cell mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So Dodie escapes the ambulance by killing the poor paramedic who was yeah. only doing his job. You gotta feel bad for the one-off <sighs> people who get killed in I shows know. like this. I always want them to have at least one line. Like they're, they're <laughs> like you know they're only doing their job. They were going to retire in two weeks. <laughs> right. You know, they have two vacation. weeks left to retirement. <laughs> Right, that's true. That's, yeah. it, that's that's oh. always the case. Anyone who dies on the show, they're they're about to retire. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Yeah. And so he gets out. They grab the other two people who were with them, and when they're interrogating the woman, she basically breaks down and says, "It's too late anyway. You'll never find it." And her hair starts coming out. I know. And it turns out that they both have very intense radiation poisoning. Mm-hmm. Which leads to this group was smuggling cesium-137, which is a highly radioactive isotope. And evidently their containers were a little bit leaky. So they all have horrific radiation poisoning. And people have been going to the hospital with symptoms, essentially, of radiation poisoning. Flu-like symptoms, and then they start losing their hair. It's like, okay, here's our 30-block radius. Let's send some guys out with Geiger counters. Let's figure this out. And they find the building, mm-hmm. but all the people in it are gone. Right. 
the one thing they find in the building is a list of names. They run the list of names. They're all dead people buried in one cemetery, right. which tells you that the Ecesium's in the cemetery. Right. And this is what leads us to our cemetery shootout. And I just, I cannot get over this bit of fight choreography. Mm-hmm. I'm just so super happy with it. Yeah. And Patterson basically tells them it's not stable. If the if the urn that it's in gets opened, it's game over for everyone in the cemetery. You're right. all exposed. You're all done. Yeah. And they manage to kill all of the terrorists that are there and take Dodie alive. Mm-hmm. And we just have this one very dramatic moment where he slips while he's running and the urn goes flying <laughs> in the air. And Jane. And Jane catches it. Like it was Monday Night Football. <laughs> A little bit. Except Monday Night Football this week was terrible. Oh. I Although, I guess if Dodie time. threw one of those interceptions, then yeah. hey, you know, about Aww. the same, about the same. This show predicts the future. Okay. And, <laughs> and all the Eagles fans in the audience are looking at me like, what is wrong with you? Uh-huh. <laughs> it was not a good game. Yeah. But yeah, so we have Dodie, and we have the Cesium, and then Tom shows back up. And we had him earlier explaining the black site, explaining that, yeah, Dodie was a CIA asset and he got away and then, mm-hmm. whoops, well, we let him about- go and now he's back and we're not super happy. Yeah. I was going to say, what about the scene when um, Tom was going to apparently take out either Dodie or Jane? I think he was going to for Jane. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. In and the then cemetery. Mayfair caught him and caught him's like, I don't think so, buddy. He's got a sniper rifle, and he is yeah. essentially about to shoot Jane down uh-huh. the scope, and she's on Mayfair stops him. Yeah, that leads me to know, to believe that Tom knows way more than we think he knows. I honestly think he doesn't. Really? But yeah. why do you think he's going to kill her? I think he's a sad, scared little man who doesn't <laughs> want his secrets revealed. <laughs> That's possible, yes. Mayfair is willing to roll with the punches. Yes. Mayfair understands that Jane doesn't know things, and Mayfair knows that right. whoever put these tattoos on Jane is the real target. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Tom just Tom's the t- type of person who will take out the symptom. Yes. He also seems to be the type of person who is accustomed to having power over people. Mm-hmm. And when he doesn't have that power, when he loses it, when someone gains the upper hand, mm-hmm. he slips. Yes. I and agree. we I'm I'm just thinking of Red versus Blue because we had a villain like mm-hmm. that this season who was in control of everything and absolutely lost his mind mm-hmm. when he lost control of the situation. And I'm thinking that Tom is like that okay. and that that is going to be a huge problem mm-hmm. because we can't classify him as lawful evil. He's kind of at neutral evil at this point. At this point so far, yeah. I like him. I mean, I like I like him that he's bad. Yeah. Because he adds some drama to the show. He adds some color to the show, some texture, which I really like. Oh, yeah. I I like having that factor. And I like that we have, again, calling him the villain, the antagonist, Mm -hmm. whatever role we want to slot him into. Mm -hmm. That isn't some big nebulous, well, somebody kidnapped Jane and they tattooed her for some reason and we don't know. Mm -hmm. It's good having something concrete while we work on something that we can't put our finger on yet. Right. I was going to say also, um, add, it was a little sad that Jane had a flashback of being a child when, remember, she was walking down the stairs into the basement. Oh, my God. And being yeah, let's, led away. let's get into that. Yeah. Poor Jane. Because that's the other really big topic of the night is uh-huh. Jane and her flashbacks. Yes. 
Because last week we were talking about, and there was also this issue, is she really Taylor? Does she really know Mm -hmm. this? The flashbacks that we had that might have been Taylor's were extremely fuzzy. Mm -hmm. And that's unusual for the other flashbacks we've seen. Well, she had some of those same flashbacks, and they sharpened, and we got some clarity. Mm -hmm. Which tells me that maybe that is the case. Yeah. So... That's entirely possible that she is Jane, but again, we have nothing in the flash that she's Jane, that she's Taylor. Why she's Taylor. But she hasn't remembered anything about being Taylor. Right. Because evidently she was taken when she was five, Mm -hmm. so she hasn't recalled any of those further memories. So it's still possible that she's not Taylor and that she's some other poor child that got kidnapped when she was five, Mm -hmm. which still really sucks. I know. And there's a sad little flashback of all the kids laying on the dirty mattresses and everything. Oh, my God. That was terrifying. I wanted to just run in and save them all. And the way they overlaid this was absolutely masterful. The writing, the editing, the acting. That's that's Mm -hmm. why this episode was so dang good. Yeah. Because this is the point of the episode where we have... um, we have Kurt quarterbacking, is what they called it, mm-hmm. keeping track of all of the different teams who are going to the different areas to try and find the cesium, to try and find the terrorists, etc. And one of them, his Geiger counter goes crazy, he's found the right building, and he's dictating what's happening. I'm through a door, I've taken out a couple, a couple of people, they look bad before we even got here. Yeah. I'm going into a staircase downstairs, it's dark, and while he's narrating... Jane is having the flashback, Mm -hmm. seeing that, seeing herself following this man whose face she still can't see. She only sees very scarred hands Mm -hmm. going down these stairs into this basement. Oh, I'm going to open the door. The door opens. Oh, my God, there's cots here. How can they sleep down here? Mm -hmm. So we're getting this narration from this guy who's discovering this site where they're working on cesium. And there's these people who are dying of radiation poisoning. And it's all just... You know, he's in shock and awe and not in a good way mm-hmm. over finding this. And you can hear it. Whoever voiced this guy, <laughs> really, really good voice actor. Yeah. Kudos to you, my man. Yeah, that was good. And we have Jane remembering mm-hmm. all of these children sitting on these dirty cots and in like little nightgowns and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And one freckled child with this heinous facial scar. Yeah. Just like he took a knife straight down the nose. Like it's. <laughs> really really bad scarring on this kid Mm -hmm. and that's all she remembers is kids in cots and her being taken into this room Mm -hmm. and so she starts freaking out for very very good reasons Uh, yeah like you can't really blame her she remembers training from a guy she remembers shooting someone who wasn't actually a nun Mm -hmm. and she remembers this yeah, that's a traumatic memory to come back. Oh, my God. Especially when you have zero context for anything. Right. Yeah, that that can change uh, a lot of things. Because she just keeps, what happened to me? What? Where did I go? Mm-hmm. Like, she's, and she's freaking out. She's got very, very good reason to do it. Yeah. So, extremely good acting here mm-hmm. from everyone. And just, oh, chilling flashback scenes. So good. Yeah. And we have Carter. We, can we talk about Zapata and Reed for a little bit? Okay. Can we do this? Because it's so easy to see them as the B team mm-hmm. when they're actually the backbone of this. Yeah. We get their little back and forth at the beginning, and I absolutely love these moments with, with those two mm-hmm. where they're just bantering back and forth. And at one point, he makes a crack about, oh, just stay home with your cats, loser. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, I immediately <laughs> like her. She has cats. She wins at life. 
I may or may not be biased. <laughs> right. I am extremely biased. Okay. So we have these fun little character building moments mm-hmm. with them that they're obviously very good friends, that they've obviously worked together for a very long time. And then when we have uh, Carter showing up for the first time and belittling Jane and talking about her like she's not there or saying, oh, she's a civilian, she can't hear this, she needs to leave, your little mascot's quite a weapon, just mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And later on, Zapata talking to Reed about, we need to present a united front. You can think whatever you want to think, but you can't let Carter in. Right. <laughs> and later on, yeah, and later on in the cemetery, kind of reinforcing that with her. I, I wrote this down because mm-hmm. I thought this was hysterical. And I need to find it in my notes. Him saying to her, hey, you there, what's your name? And her going, how about you walk away now? How about that? Right. How about Just you beat absolutely it? shutting him down. <laughs> And it's beautiful. Yeah, you can tell he got a kick out of her. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) And then at the end, Mm -hmm. we have a hit, like, very last thing we see from this episode. We have him sitting in a car and her joining him in the car, Mm -hmm. him handing her an envelope of money and then saying, I have questions about Jane. Mm -hmm. Because this this is what I was thinking this whole time. Have the three days passed? What's she going to do with her gambling debts? Like, what is this? Right. And I love that they laid the seeds for this in the previous episode mm-hmm. and are coming back to it now. It's not just like, it's a convenient thing. It's mm-hmm. like, no, this is a problem she's dealing with. Right. Because we also know that this entire episode took place in the span of 24 hours. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like, true. Like, there was no night break for this. Mm-hmm. We had dinner last night with Kurt's family. Mm-hmm. And then this night, there's this going on. Right. Yeah, that's true. So that's her gambling debts taken care of, but that's also her saying we need to present a united front and then this happening. How did Carter find out about her debts? Yeah, that's true. Well, he probably vetted all those people. He probably vetted them all. He probably looked at everybody's file. I think it's the CIA. They can dig through your trash and, you know, talk to your neighbors and know your dog's name. (laughs) See, and that's what I found the really interesting distinction was because... I'm fairly certain they simplified this for viewers who don't know the intricacies of the FBI versus the CIA, Mm -hmm. which thank you for this. But the long and short of it is the the FBI is domestic and the CIA is international. Mm -hmm. And so the CIA should not be working on a domestic case. And this is a domestic case. And this is where we have the climax of the episode, actually, Mm -hmm. that we just kind of skirted right around and need to come back to. Yes, that the FBI is in this graveyard at all. Mm-hmm. They've caught Doty. They're going to take him in. They're going to question him. And Carter, oh, my God, this man, just stop, <laughs> shows up, you know, after trying to shoot Jane earlier. Yeah. Shows up and says, oh, great, you know, thanks for catching him. We'll take him now. Yeah, after and, they did all the work. And Mayfair essentially says, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. He's out of your jurisdiction. Right. And then we have a Mexican standoff between the FBI and the CIA because she puts her hand on her gun and then everyone just draws. Yes. It's wild. I'm looking at this going, oh, this could end so poorly. I know. And, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a scene like that where the FBI and the CIA kind of, you know, stood off with with one another. That was really done very well. Yeah. This is holy cow. You usually think of them all as the good guys, Mm -hmm. and you usually think that, okay, we have rivalry between things, that's why when you're watching a cop show, they never like the feds to get involved, yada, yada, yada. You never think that it would end up like this. Right. 
But then you see someone like Carter in charge Mm -hmm. and see what he's willing to do to keep his own secrets. Mm -hmm. And you realize that this could go very poorly very quickly, especially since the CIA outnumbers our little cadre of FBI agents at this point. Yeah. And Carter straight up admits to Mayfair, yeah, it's it's half the case and half you. Mm -hmm. I'm partially doing this because I'm super unhappy with you right now. Right. So she asks for a day to question Dodie to figure out how deep his terrorist connections go, how deep this cell is operating in the United States. And he yeah. goes, okay, you take Dodie for a day. I get Jane for a day. Uh, no. No, that doesn't work that way. And you know he says that loud enough for everyone to hear. Right. And Mayfair doesn't trust him. She knows what he's about. She knows what? Jane may not live to see the daylight. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. We And we also don't know what they got into together. We yes. don't know what Daylight was about. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, it was obviously something bad, especially if all the tattoos are pointing to government corruption. Mm-hmm. And so she gives him Dodie. Yeah. What's live Somebody chat said, I wish someone Jane would punch him in the face a few times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Some issues in terms of legality or whatever, but still, I agree with you. Who says that? I can't see the, can you see, can you read the name? Haru Fitz, Haru I believe. Fitz? Yes. It's gray text on a large screen up there. Yeah. It's a little harder to read. Our, our personal devices are not super happy with the internet right now, mm-hmm. so we can either have the live chat or Twitter. And yeah. so we have Twitter on the easy to read devices and the live chat up and away. So if we get a name wrong, we still love you guys. Yes, and please don't you. put shield spoilers in our chat. Come on. I'm going to go oh, home and watch that tonight. I know. Stop it. It Who airs at the same time we're talking, guys. Please don't do that. Hero fits. We stop love it. you, but stop. <laughs> right. So go on. So we have this crazy standoff mm-hmm. that basically ends with the CIA getting Dodie. Yeah. Well, what are they going to do to him? Whatever they want. Pretty much. He's going to get waterboarded, probably. <laughs> Oh, or then who again, even knows? you know, I, don't, I was thinking about that. They're probably not even going to kill him. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think they're going to let him go, and send him off, and just follow him, and see where he lead, where he leads, you know, them to other people, bigger, bigger fish, is what I'm saying. I don't think they'll let him out of their sight again because mm-hmm. when they left him once, he joined a terrorist cell and yeah. got this close to building a dirty bomb that could have caused huge, huge amounts of casualties. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to let him go. He will probably be tortured for all the information he's worth and then killed. Really? Okay. Well, we agree to Optimism. <laughs> yes, you're very optimistic. Katie. Either way, I don't think he's showing up on the show again. No, no, he's no. not. No. Yeah. So. so that just, oh my God. Yeah. But I like that standoff. That was really cool. And just Patterson's line, and this is essentially just twisting the knife. And mm-hmm. I wrote this down. Yeah. What did she Where did say? it go? About which one? Uh, I'm not sure which one. I wrote it it down and then it's, oh yeah. Patterson thinking that the clues in Jane's tattoos are helping catch the bad guys. Mm. With Mayfair in the room going, yeah, one of the clues on her tattoos pointed to a case file that I'm on that points to this thing that I'm involved in that... Mm-hmm. So hearing one of her team label her indirectly as one of the bad guys right. is just like, oh, man. Yeah, well, we may see Miss Patterson uh, vanish. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just saying. That's just my joke. God, I hope not. There wasn't enough of her in this episode. I know. I like her and her cute little boyfriend. I didn't see him <laughs> in this episode. David is his name. David, I think so. Yeah. Who knows if he'll show up again, but I rather liked him. Yeah, I did, too. He was a dork. They mm-hmm. need to bring him on. Mm-hmm. Super cute. Yeah, so... And I think the last thing we need to talk about for this episode is Kurt. Yes. 
because we do have Jane as the backbone of this show. It's about her. It's her story. It's her tattoos. It's her amnesia. It's all of that fun stuff. Yeah. But it's also a lot of his issues in dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Because dude has a lot of guilt, as yeah. we've seen. And mm-hmm. we had him bringing Jane in for dinner with his sister and his nephew and her not being able to handle it. Yeah. And her telling him, it's not your sister, it's you. Right. It's that he just, he wants her so badly to be Taylor and mm-hmm. he hasn't told her about the tooth and he hasn't told her about the isotopes and he... Yeah. Hasn't told her that Mayfair basically told him, what are you doing? You can't ignore half the evidence. Why haven't you told her yet? Yeah. And that was a great little scene. Yeah, I like that. And Kurt, we we don't know how... How much older was Kurt than uh, Taylor when she disappeared? Well, he, he was old enough to remember when she came home from the hospital. He was old enough to be able to babysit her at night when her mom was out working the late shift. Right. How old was he? You think he was probably 10 to 12 years older, maybe? Probably. Because she apparently disappeared when she was five. And so it's just been 25 years. So that makes her around 30. So he's probably pushing 40. Maybe. Most likely. Most likely. You know, so somewhere around there, maybe early. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say at this point. The timeline is still a little sketchy. But this is something that happened when he was still very young, but old enough to understand. Right. Which is a terrible, terrible time for things to happen. Mm -hmm. And so he's still dealing with, she disappeared on my watch. It was my fault. It was my fault. And he wants so, so badly Mm -hmm. for Jane to be Taylor. And we had last week it affecting his judgment and his personality when he was around her, getting that outside observation from Reed. And we have this week Jane herself saying, you're putting a lot of pressure on, you're different around me, what is this? I can't handle that. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, him just taking her aside and essentially saying, you know, it's still my fault. Yeah. And her saying, no, no, it's not. Well, I've heard that a lot. Yes, but you haven't heard it from me. Me. Yeah. And you know what? I was going to say, I think he needed to hear that from her in order to move forward in his own personal healing. I know that's a little Oprah for some of y'all, but it's true. No, that's a very good point because I love that they're taking the time to address that, Mm -hmm. yes, this is definitely her trauma, but it's his as well in a very, very different way Mm -hmm. because he was left behind. Right. He was left with the the pieces. His city fell apart. His family fell apart. Mm -hmm. His everything fell apart when she went missing. Yeah. And this is something that hasn't healed for 25 years, and he's still dealing with it. Right. So I love that the show addresses that, that it addresses it in a realistic way, and that it essentially says, here is a man in pain. Mm -hmm. It's not man pain. It's not overly dramatic. And it's perfectly fine to have a man with emotions because he's dealing with some stuff. Right. And you don't have to be stoic and ridiculous because... This is a thing that happens to people. Yeah, and it shows that you don't always have to push things down. You can actually address them and and move forward and have an understanding about it. And we see that his refusing to address the problem Mm -hmm. is causing issues. Yes. And it is presented as, oh, that's not the right choice, dude. You really need to talk about this. Yeah. He should probably be seeing the the doctor who (laughs) interviewed Taylor. He should should be talking to that. Where was that guy this episode? We didn't see him. (laughs) Pay him by the hour. He can just go in his office and sit in there for 20 minutes and get a a little session going. We didn't get the doctor this episode. I know. That's true. We did not. Too much too many other things going on. There was a lot of stuff going on, and I would not want to sacrifice any of the plot that we had in this episode because I rather loved it. Yes, that's true. But I would have wanted the episode to be another two to three minutes longer Mm -hmm. so we could get a scene with the doctor. Yeah. 
because that man is amazing and we really need more scenes like that yeah now should we talk about um, chat saying that he was either nine or ten that's probably accurate so that that makes a lot of sense again old enough to understand but still very young right so he there yeah around the same age just he's just a little older than her i was going to say let's want to talk about the scene with dad Let's talk about the scene with Dad. Oh, and also, because we're running up on the end of our content, and I know chat has a bit of a delay. Okay. Chat, if you have anything you want us to talk about, now is the time to let us know. Right. But for now, let's let's talk about Dad. Well, I was going to say, Erica, eHungry302 on Twitter, at eHungry302, says, Kurt's sister needs her own place. Invite anyone you want to your own home, honey. <laughs> She's talking about, yeah. let me invite Dad over without my permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. I I don't know who owns the lease on that apartment. Obviously, right. it's siblings living living together mm-hmm. with small child. But she brought in their father because obviously their father is innocent. If this is Taylor, and I, <coughs> this just made me laugh in an awful awful way because mm-hmm. he walks in. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Keep an open mind. And then the kid goes, "Look, it's Grandpa." And dad walks in, and he immediately just picks up his keys, turns around, and leaves. Like, you are the biggest jerk on the planet right now, Kurt. Yeah. I know you're dealing with a lot, but you have to understand that this isn't your dad's fault, and you got to get over some stuff. Right. And unless not, there's something else going on in addition to that. Do you know what I mean? There could be some other... That that could be serious, the main issue. But there may be some other things that we, you know, that have even yet to be revealed. It's possible. We do know that Dad is dying of cancer. Okay. So he's not going to be around for too much longer. And we do know that Kurt basically hasn't spoken to him for a few decades because he may or may not believe that Dad is responsible for Taylor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we ever got a confirmation one way or another yeah. as to what Kurt believes. Yeah. But we know that that communication just has not been there. Right. It'll probably, you know what, it'll probably happen. We get into predictions now. Maybe I'll save it for predictions. Save it for predictions. In a little save bit. it for predictions. What I do like is that we have a tweet from Future Sight on Twitter. A little scary. When Jane thanked Mayfair, she didn't make any promises that she wouldn't trade her in the future. Oh. A little bit of pronoun game going on there, but you have a very good point. Very good point. And if push comes to shove, mm-hmm. it's a possibility. Yeah, she's going to use as a pawn at, at some point because if the the things in that file start to come to light, um, she may you know use Jane to get out of uh, some sticky situations. So I I don't know, you know, you never know how this if it if, if it the episodes keep getting good like today's, it's possible. <laughs> this episode was amazing. Mm-hmm. Just I cannot get over how good this was. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And everybody tends to see, seems to like it on uh, the show is so just great. stepping it yeah. up. Good. Good job, guys. All right. So I think if we've covered pretty much all, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about iTunes, and then we're going to roll into predictions. But mm-hmm. iTunes first. All y'all listening in the chat, we know you've been here before. We know you've heard this spiel before. Uh, you're going to get it again. And for the new listeners, we're on iTunes. And if you go on iTunes and you like and you subscribe and you leave reviews and you leave ratings and you tell us you love us and all that fun stuff... It lets our bosses and it lets the producers know that, hey, we really like these people talking about this wonderful tattoo conspiracy theorist show. Mm -hmm. We should let them keep doing that. Mm -hmm. So if you subscribe to the podcast, you rate us five stars, you tell us you love us. It help. It lets the producers know you love us. It lets us continue to do this show. It essentially keeps our after show on the air in much the same way that watching the TV show keeps the TV show on the air. 
And it may also help with guest booking. Sometimes guests can see that people like what's going on in the studio and they want to join in. So Mm -hmm. help us out, you guys. You know we love you. Yeah. And also, if you leave reviews, we will give you a shout out on the podcast once we get the internet working. (laughs) I'm just going to go home and print them out so I have them for next week. I know we've got a couple of reviews, you guys. I could see someone up there saying, I did leave a review, and we love you. Thank you. We just can't pull it up right now because the internet hates us. (laughs) Yeah, it's not our friend. But we will make it work. Mm -hmm. I'll copy them down for next week's notes, so we definitely do that. But for now, like, subscribe on iTunes, Mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. That is essentially our rating system. So thank you so much to those of you who have already done it, and thanks in advance to those of you who will. So let's talk predictions. Dun, dun, dun. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. I love the light show. Okay. And people who listen on iTunes are like, what is the light show? <laughs> We're also on YouTube, you guys. You should be watching, too. It's great. Yes. Okay. So okay. what is your prediction? Well, I have a few, and I, I may have touched on this uh, before. I mm-hmm. think eventually um, Kurt and Taylor are going to have a thing, but it may be, just be brief. I think Zapata is going to sell herself and the team down the river Ooh. to get out of her gambling debts. I think seems like she already did. Yeah, she's she's starting to roll that boat right down the river. <laughs> and uh, I think what's what's the guy's name? Her Reed. partner Reed. Reed. Yes, uh, we're going to start finding out some stuff about him. I would love to find mm-hmm. out some stuff about Reed. Yeah, and I don't know if it's going to be good. Well, I mean, what makes you say that? I don't. I don't sometimes the, the facial expressions that he gives is a little bit of a of a giveaway to me, just from an actor's perspective. I'm just that's just my that's just the actor in me talking. I'm just saying. <laughs> I will be intrigued to see how that develops. Uh huh. And then I think Dad and I think Weller and Dad are going to have a conversation, but it's going to be on his deathbed. Ooh. Yes. Dad's just oh, gonna. Oh, uh, that's uh, rough. Yeah. Like they know he's dying, or like they talk and then dad dies suddenly. That. Ooh. Right. And then dad's gone. And then there's. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh dang. So. I like that one. I know. Well, I really do. Those are just my few. I'm a terrible human being. That's my favorite of your predictions. <laughs> okay. What and we did get the preview for next week mm-hmm. in that it looks like we have a bunch of shooters who are shooting up FBI vehicles, mm-hmm. and they all have an app called Traxer mm-hmm. that, for some reason, is able to track FBI vehicles, which is terrifying. Yeah. And the logo for the app is an owl that is tattooed on Jane's thigh. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a lot of figuring out, I would imagine, who developed the app, who has it, how to stop it, etc. Because right now, everyone driving an FBI vehicle is a target. Right. So yeah. that's going to be fun and interesting. Yeah. So what is your... What, you have a prediction? I just... I wanted to cover that. I have... Oh. I honestly have no idea. It's just like, this is all so intriguing. <laughs> now what? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think we're going to get quite as much overarching story last episode as we did this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to go more to a balance like we had last week. Okay. But, you know, after this episode, it's definitely given us a lot to chew on. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to find out that Jane was adopted mm-hmm. or that Jane came from somewhere else. Yeah. We had, I need to go back into the Twitter notifications because okay. someone had a theory. Something about a tooth. Okay. It was, yeah. Okay. Um, Ehungry302 yes. in the hashtag says, I think Jane's Taylor Shaw, but her teeth are not her original teeth. Another clue like the tattoos. I was thinking that too. There was someone, it, and 
also RC, future site. Uh-huh. Taylor could have been born in Africa and sent to the U.S. as an infant. Maybe a big mystery concerning why. Mm-hmm. Weller only knew what adults told him. A newborn baby came home from the hospital. Not necessarily the truth. Good point. So, Very good point. I love our Twitter people. They are yeah, super bright. You guys are on it. I'm like, loving it. I just, oh, I love everyone talking about this. Yeah. And yeah, you know, if you're not watching or listening to this live, throw stuff in the hashtag anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously we see it. We love responding to it. Mm-hmm. We love seeing conversations after the fact. Feel free to leave comments in YouTube. We do try to respond to them. Mm-hmm. We just, we love talking to you guys. And there is so much to talk about here. Yeah. But unfortunately, as it is, we are pretty much out of time. Oh. So leave some comments. Leave comments in the hashtag. We'll get back to you then. And for now, where can the people find you? I am at Stephanie G on Twitter and Instagram, 3360, Stephanie G 3360, and YouTube, Stephanie Garrett 3360. Got it out. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also Kia Prime on Snapchat. And I am on 8 billion shows here in AfterBuzz. Yeah. I'm on Star Wars Rebels and Arrows. Both of those are tomorrow. Z Nation is amazing. That's on Sunday. And Ruby's coming back in a couple weeks. Yeah. November 2nd, you guys. Oh, and I'm on Homeland on Sunday. So if you like yeah, Homeland, you tune in. Basically, watch all the shows. They're amazing. Yeah. And uh, and um, remember, if you guys have tattoos that you would like us to show on air and you want to tell us the story behind them, we would love to feature them if you're up for it. Uh, take a picture and put the story in, in the uh, hashtag, and we will pick one of our favorites and show it next week. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 